0: (laughs) Painful? (laughs) Are you seeing change? More to the point. Cool. Amen. Um, Mike Button asked me recently if I enjoyed preaching. I don't always enjoy the process um, because God usually challenges me first during my preparation. And on the day I sat down to prepare this message, my reading that morning was from Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Son of man, let my words sink deep into your own heart first. Listen to them carefully for yourself. That's pretty pointed. (laughs) We all struggle with our thoughts at times. The message is already speaking to me. But before I get into the message today, I just want to share a little story. A middle-aged woman had a heart attack and she was taken to hospital and um, she had an operation and while she's on the table, she had a dear, near, near, dear experience. And seeing God, she asked, is my time up yet? And God answered and said, you still have 40 years, two months and eight days (laughs) to live. So upon recovery, the woman decided she would stay in hospital a bit longer and she had a, had a facelift, some liposuction and a tummy tuck and she even got in somebody to change the colour of her hair. This isn't me we're talking about here. <laughs> Since she had so much time left, she figured I might as well make the most of it. Well, after her last operation, she was released from hospital and while she was heading home, she crossed the street and was hit by a car and died instantly. Arriving in front of God, she demanded, I thought you said I had 40 years, two months and eight days. Why didn't you pull out something in front of that car and stop the car from running me over? And God replied, I didn't recognize you. (laughs) Let's not settle for a do-up job on the outside. But let's go for complete transformation from the inside out. Hey, I can guarantee that transformation that comes from within, God will recognize. The overriding or the foundation verse um, for all our messages has been Romans 12 verse 2. And I should think by now we should all know it by heart. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable will of God. Or as the New Living Translation puts it, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. The key to a transformed life is renewing. Our mind. Yeah. So, why must we manage our mind? Proverbs four twenty three says, "Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. If we constantly think negative thoughts, we'll not see the good that is all around us. Yeah. Be careful what you think. Your life is being shaped by your thoughts." Yeah. Romans eight six. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. Life and peace, death. Did you know that only you can renew your mind? Mm. Nobody but you can control your thoughts. The devil might put suggestions there and then try very hard to try and control them but only you can control them. And you know, God isn't going to control your thoughts. He's given us a free will. We hold the remote that can change the channel. It's our choice. Why did Jesus tell us to renew our mind? He knew that that is where transformation starts. So how do we renew our mind? Let me give you three daily choices for a healthy mind. Number one, feed your mind on truth. Matthew 4.4, 4, it is written, Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Yeah. Our bodies need food to function, so does our soul. God's word is truth. We need to be reading God's word and digesting it. Don't feed your mind with junk. We need God's thoughts on the matter at hand. If we don't know his word, when situations arise in life, we will tackle them from a human point of view, from human thoughts. And um, that normally means that we start spiraling down instead of rising up. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Listen to what the writer of Psalm 119, 147 says. I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. Start the day with hope in your heart. Start the day. Psalm 119, 97 says, Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. And Psalm 16:7 says, I will bless the Lord who guides me even at night. My heart instructs me. Mm. In the morning, during the day, and throughout the night. Be thinking and meditating on God's word. Mm. Secondly, take every thought captive. Yeah. Free your mind from destructive thoughts. We're a prisoner to our thoughts. Romans 8:5. Those dominated by their sinful nature think about sinful things. Those controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Second Corinthians ten three five, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war at the at, sorry as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We need to retrain our thinking patterns, our I can't to I can. If we don't um, rethink our thinking and renew our mind, we'll constantly fall back to our old, destructive default settings. It's not easy taking captive your thoughts. We can find comfort in our old stinking thinking, as um, Jenny put it last week. I, don't you like that? I love rhyming words, you know? Inky-pinky, stinky thinking. And that might be the only thing you take home today, but if it brings you back to the point that you need to renew your mind, that's okay. Okay. Stinking thinking. We can actually enjoy some of the thoughts that we have. Thoughts of self-pity, thoughts of, um, about another person, negative thoughts, um, maybe fantasizing. Um, but all these thoughts that might bring us comfort, they don't actually lift us up. They drag us down. They bring death, not life. I read once, sometimes the thoughts in my head get bored and they go for a stroll out through my mouth. This is never a good thing. (laughs) We need to take care of our thoughts when we're alone and take care of our words when we are with other people. We have three enemies battling our thought patterns. Our old nature, Satan and the world's value system. Our old nature, we may have every intention to change a bad habit in our life, but our old nature is going to battle us on it. Mm. Satan, he loves to drop a bomb in your brain and bring chaos to your thinking. Example, I'm not good enough. I can't. I'm going to have a hard day. I heard someone say that recently. They said, I'm going to have a hard day. Who says? The enemy will give us reasons to give up, and that's before the day's even started. Don't believe his lies. He wants to keep us in bondage and in bitterness and resentment. The world value system. The world does not encourage self-discipline. Just look at the advertising. How many ads tell us that our life will be better if we dress this way or we eat this or, or if we do that? that we deserve a break today, that obey your thirst. 1 John 2.16, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, it's not of the Father, but of this world. Passion, position, possession, success, status, money, sex, power, all these things, it's not of the Father, it's of this world. The world's values and what is important is so different to God's value system. Mm. The world would have us believe that we should put ourselves first and um, we should do what feels good and don't worry who you walk over doing it. Mm. The third daily choice for a healthy mind is keep your mind on Christ, not on the world's value system. Hebrews twelve three. I'm throwing out lots of scriptures here today, but scripture speaks far better than I do. Hebrews twelve three. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In Colossians three two to three, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life, and your life is hidden in Christ with in, sorry with Christ in God. Mahatma Gandhi said Your beliefs become your thoughts Your thoughts become your words Your words become your actions Your actions become your habits Your habits become your values Your values become your destiny We're thinking about, isn't it? You know, God is far more interested in changing your mind than in changing your circumstances. We want God to change our circumstances. We want him to take away all our problems, all the pain, all the sorrow, all the suffering, all the sickness, all the sadness. God understands all that. He, he, He understands it and he feels for us, but he is interested in what is in you. Transformation is reliant on our thoughts changing If we're constantly thinking that we're not good enough Or no one likes me Or I'm no good at things That's exactly what our life will look like Mm. Victory is lost and won in the mind The first verse in Romans chapter 12 Paul pleads with the Christians To give your bodies to God Because of all he has done for you let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. Then it goes on to the verse that we've been um, talking about, verse 2, um, about transforming or renewing of the mind. Paul pleaded. He knew how important it was that we lived to transform lives. Our refusal to not conform to the patterns of the world must be firmly planted in our mind. If our convictions, our values, our no compromises are firmly planted in our mind, when temptations come, we've got a far better chance of rising up and moving on. From time to time, there needs to be a bit of cultivation take place, the weeding out of wrong thinking. When I was asked if I would preach this Sunday, my mind was saying, say no. Say no. It's a huge responsibility, and what if I mess up? There are others that are better at it than me. I can't articulate my words that well. It's going to take heaps of your time preparing. What if I can't think of what to say? All that was flashing through my mind in a few seconds, but just as quickly I said yes. And my thoughts began to say, God, I'm trusting you on this one. I'm trusting you to give me the words to say. You, uh, you, it's you who will do that. You're always faithful. If I do my bit, you will do the rest. Yeah. You see, I know that the enemy wants to limit me. I know that God has always been faithful in the past and will lead me as to what to say. I know that it helps me grow, and the discipline that comes through preparation is good for me, not to mention that I needed to be reminded of this topic. So having to study God's word would bring even better results in my own battle with my own thought life. So here we are, (laughs) and I am better for it. When we say I can't, maybe what we're really saying is I won't. Yeah, that's right. When we say I can't, maybe what we're really saying is I won't. Mm. Think about that. The day I began preparing this message, I didn't want to sit in the study all day. It was a nice day. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I find it really hard sitting down for long times. I'm a, I like being busy and I like to be here, there, and everywhere and doing stuff. And I didn't want to have to buckle down. But I had a responsibility to prepare. My thoughts tried hard to distract me. I needed to take those thoughts captive. A quote from Rick Warren, when I need to ponder, my mind wants to wander. (laughs) Who finds that when they settle down to pray? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Our mind wanders off in all directions. We need to take it captive. Mm. We can become ineffective if we never uh, learn how to fight the battle of the mind. So why is it so important to manage our mind? Number one, my thoughts control my life. Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart. Heart can also be translated mind above all else, for it determines the course of your life. If you accepted the thought that when you were growing up, somebody said to you, you're worthless, you're no good, you don't matter, you're ugly, you're uncoordinated, if you accepted that fact, whether it was right or wrong, it has shaped your life. If you believe it, it is going to shape your life. Mm. A YouTube clip came on Facebook a while back, Um, it was called Dove Real Beauty Sketches, you might have seen it, and um, they had these women come in and um, describe themselves. And then they had a forensic artist who drew a picture of, of that person, how they would described themselves. And then they had another person come in who had spent a bit of time with, with the person, and um, they described them. The pictures were totally different. Do you know only 4% of women... In the world, 4% of women in the world consider themselves beautiful. Wow. How we perceive ourselves, how we think about ourselves, is critical to our life and happiness. Wow. You are more beautiful than you think. Yeah. You are more beautiful than you think. Yeah. Two, it's important to manage our mind because the mind is a battleground for sin. It's where we win or lose the battle. In fact, all temptation happens in the mind. Sins of pride, lust, bitterness, hatred, anger, fear, resentment, worry, envy. All these things are in the mind. Romans seven twenty two twenty three. 23. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Mm. There's a battle going on in your brain. Mm. Your mind is your greatest asset. Yeah. Your mind is your greatest asset. So it's no wonder that Satan and the world want to control it. <clears throat> think about the sublim- sublimical messages used in advertising and music. There's a battle for the way that we think. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Because whatever gets your attention gets you. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I just need a little pasta sip. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> okay, thirdly, it's important to manage your mind because it is the key to peace and happiness. When we're under pressure and our thoughts go AWOL, tension arises. Stress arises. There's no peace. Strength and security disappear. We read in Romans 8 6 or we read in Romans 8 6 earlier that a Holy Spirit controlled mind leads to life and peace. Do your feelings control your thoughts? If you feel good, do you have good thoughts? If you're in a mood about something, how does that affect your thoughts? 2 Timothy 1.7 talks about having a spirit of self-discipline. This is essential if we are to renew our mind. Avoid things that will set you up for a fall. Example, it might be movies or websites or magazines or conversations, situations, relationships. Avoid things that are going to set you up for a fall. i read... Um, oh it was way back in 1987 and I remember because this is when God first challenged me about renewing my mind and I've written it all out in my diary so it's it's there Um, I'd been reading a book from Hannah Hurnard and she struggled with having fantasies and um, you know she could have described she could have been describing my life and, and she said, you know, God brought to her that scripture, that there's some things that go not but by prayer and fasting. And, you know, fasting doesn't necessarily mean going without food. It means going without the thing that's maybe hindering. And so she realized that there were certain things in her life that she no longer um, should have a part in because um, she needed to deal with this thing. Um, it's a good thought. Uh, OK Ephesians 4:22:24: Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. What picture did God have of your life before you were born? Mm. What did the blueprint look like? Mm. Don't let the enemy rob you of life and joy and peace through distorting your thoughts. We need to hold on to God's truth, not our perspective of the truth. The worship team can come up if they like. Um, Renewing our mind is something we have to do constantly. It's not a one-time achievement. When you fall short or fall back into the sort of thinking that you know is destructive, don't put yourself down, but instead focus your attention on renewing your mind right now. The law requires living by willpower. Living by grace requires drawing each day on the power of God's Spirit. Right thinking leads to right living. Amen.